welcome. This is Jean Carragher, President of Capstone Marketing. I am extremely happy to be talking today with Donna Erbs, Marketing Director of Anders, Minkler & Deal, who was recently named Marketer of the Year at the 2012 Association for Accounting Marketing Conference. Donna joined AMD in March 2004. At the firm, she works with partners and staff to ensure the marketing strategy is working in tandem with the firm strategy by utilizing both traditional and trend-setting marketing tools. Donna devotes a great deal of time to creating a marketing and business development culture for the firm. A great believer in relationship marketing, she has created a business development forum to provide opportunity for accountants to develop as savvy business consultants. She promotes the use of social media throughout AMD's marketing plan, develops brand awareness for AMD and its niches through online and hard copy messages and materials. She, her work also includes brand, new business, and proposal enhancement. Don is also very active in the community. She is a board member and mentor at the Professional Women's Alliance, a member of the steering committee of the Institute for Private Business at St. Louis University. She is a board member for Nurses for Newborns and is a founding member of AMD Women's Initiative Steering Committee. Don is also an award winner besides this 2012 Marketer of the Year. She has won seven AMA Awards uh, from the Association for Accounting Marketing, two Communication Awards from the International Association of Business Communicators, and four EDGE Awards for Innovation from the Leading Edge Alliance. Donna, welcome and congratulations on being named Marketer of the Year. How does it feel? Thank you so much. You know, it's still um, it's a humbling experience. I will tell you that I'm so honored and and mostly humbled. I, I think I said that um, the night of the gala is that I've been sitting there for eight years watching these really amazing people get this award and thinking, wow, that just has to be the culmination of your career. And um, so to be counted among those people is truly, truly amazing. Well, it was very well deserved. I was very happy when I heard your name. Thank you. All right. Me so too. Um, it was a fun evening. Um, Donna, what do you think is the greatest challenge in marketing CPA firms? You know, you've been in this business a while now. What's the biggest challenge? Wow. You know, I have this discussion with so many of my colleagues in the Leading Edge Alliance and in CPA Associates. I really think, well, I, I should preface this and say that I work in St. Louis, Missouri. I work for a 108-person accounting firm. Um, and at $17.7 million, we are only the 10th largest firm here in St. Louis. So I have the big four and um, all the regionals here, so it's very competitive. So for me and for people in, that in similar situations, I think it's differentiation. I really do, and I, I think that Wendy Nimitz from Ingenuity and I have talked about this, and I think that people almost at nauseum talk about differentiation, but it is very difficult um, to showcase how different you are until you're really in there, and that's why client retention is so important. We talk about this in proposals all the time because it's really hard to show that differentiation piece um, when you're when you're not working. It's hard to bring the consultative part in or the value add, and so I think differentiating yourself in the marketplace is the toughest part. Mm-hmm. It is the toughest part. Do you um, sense that there is a greater appreciation now for brand development and other ways that firms can differentiate themselves? I absolutely think so. In fact, I'm 
undergoing a process right now where we're looking at our brand and really trying to, um, you know, interviewing a lot of people, external, internal, um, clients, referral sources, people that are friends of the firm, um, to hear what they have to say about their experiences in working with AMD. And, you know, I think if I had asked to do that eight years ago when I started, they, people, um, the people that I work with would have thought that that was not um, really a wise use of resources or something that they wanted to do. And it was, you know, very well received this time around. So I think that, I think that everyone that works with an accounting firm, I think they want to know um, how to make their brand stand out, how to make themselves stand out, how to make their team stand out. Um, and so I, I do think that that's, I think that that's a, just a challenge that we are uh, battling every day. Mm-hmm. So what are the biggest changes that you've noticed in the accounting profession over, you've, you joined your firm in 2004, and also what's, what's changed over that period of time? You know, mostly, of course, I'm much older than I was in 2004, and I actually um, used Aren't to represent all? an accounting firm. In my days prior to coming to AMD, I worked for a PR firm, and I represented a, a large regional accounting firm in the P, on the PR side. What I believe is that accounting marketers have become, they've been asked to the table more often. They've, they're holding higher level positions. I think it's taken much more seriously, and I think it's a much more integral part of a firm strategy. I think that it used to be, when I first came in 2004, um, you know, and I'm very lucky to work for a firm, for a firm that's very forward-thinking, but I think that a lot of firms in 2004 you know, marketing was kind of this fluff part. That's how they saw it. That's how managing partners saw it. That, um, and and who couldn't do marketing, right? You just, you just hire somebody and you put some a logo on a business card and and you're off. But I think today that uh, managing partners and partners are really seeing a value in what marketers can bring to the table and what we know and how we look at things differently. Um, and how we look at things very strategically. So I, I just think we're more respected. I think we've earned more respect, and we're much we're a more integral part of the plan. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, what's your prediction for accounting marketing for the next five years? Well, you know, I am so amazed at the young marketers that I work with um, here at AMD and in the associations and just at AIM. And I just am, I am just flabbergasted all the time of what they come up with. And I think that, you know, social media has rocked our world. I mean, it's changed everything, I believe, because now it's such a medium of delivery and things are out there. You know, when I was thinking about um, how I used to deliver the message, you know, and it, there were these newsletters and they were printed and you had to get the copy months in advance. And, you know, and two weeks ago today when um, the health care reform um, law was upheld, you know, we were out by noon that day telling our clients, you know, here are five things that you need to know for 2013 and here's our, you know, here's our 10-second take on what has just happened. That would have taken us you know, weeks to get out um, in 2004. So I think that accounting marketing will just continue to grow in ways and to use very, um, you know, I think that 10 years ago, even if there was such thing as um, social media, accounting marketers would have been hesitant to use it. And I think now looking at um, so many more options that are uh, available in product marketing and um, 
other strategies and bringing them to the to the accounting marketing table. So I just think that that's going to continue to grow. I think these young people that have joined our associations that are coming in to our firms, I just think they're brilliant and I think they're exciting and I think they look at things differently. I love working with millennials and, um, you know, I think they're going to just take us to places that we only dreamed of going. <laughs> I think you're right because uh, it, it is amazing what you're saying has just brought back memories, you know, from when I was back, you know, as an internal marketer and just the amount of time it took to do things and now it just, it, it's, you're working at the speed of sound. Right, right. And, you know, but that's really changed for marketers too because can you, I mean, you remember, you if you, you know, 10 years ago, if we would have written something on healthcare reform, we would have had to have it approved by, you know, 10 different people. Mm-hmm. And today, you know, we're uh, we're like, okay, here's here's our draft. What do you think? Boom, and you're out the door. So, you know, it's changed for everybody, not just for marketers. Right, right. So what factors or skills do you feel that you have that have made you successful and what skills overall do you think marketers need in order for them to be successful in their firms? Um, I think that marketers have to be strategic and I ha- I believe that they're, they have to have a little bit of analytical persona in them and I know that sounds so strange um, but because we're working with numbers people. I think that you have got to learn how to present it in ways that make sense to them. So if you are not strategic in your thinking, or if you're not a little bit analytical, it's very hard to be believable in the accounting marketing realm, in my experience. So I think that, you know, marketing, we're such big picture people, and that is certainly my strength. You know, I always tell people I'm so much better at 50,000 feet than down in the trenches. And, you know, sometimes, so details are not necessarily, um, you know, my best strength. Mm -hmm. But I believe that if we can be strategic in our presentations, strategic in our delivery, strategic in what we want to accomplish, and then we can show the results, you know, show the return on investment that marketing has made in a um, condensed analytical way that makes sense to the accountants. You know, I think that I think that uh, really puts us light years ahead. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts or resources that you think are particularly helpful to marketers to help them be more strategic? I think that um, working with the accounts to, sometimes I think that, you know, and I will say this, when I came in in 2004, I always tell this story um, that when I came in in 2004, it was in the middle of tax season, and they basically put me in this office and they said, um, tell us what you think, and we'll talk to you on April 16th. (laughs) So by that time, I had been in marketing for 20 years, so I really thought that they wanted to know what I thought. So I went through all of their stuff and I came out with, you know, pages and pages of things that we needed to change. Um, And um, being a confident marketer and um, I presented this in this lovely PowerPoint and they were shocked (laughs) because they really wanted me to tell them what what they were doing was wonderful, right? (laughs) They really didn't want your opinion. They wanted affirmation. They really didn't want to know. So I always say, um, but I kept my job. And so I really had to think then about how I delivered that message. 
because they weren't really ready for that message, you know? And so um, I think that if we can analyze what is really important to us, and um, my good friend Vicki Hicks, who works for KPM in Springfield, will, will laugh when she hears this, but I have this saying that I always tell people, I'm not dying on that hill. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of like, you know, pick your battles. And so when I say strategic, you have what are the things that you believe that you cannot do without in your marketing plan. And, and you know, my, my partners, they laugh at me because they know that I will, if I'm really passionate about something and, and that's not where they are at this point, they know it's going to come up again. You know, they, my six-month review or the next time we get together or whatever, they know it's going to come back up again, and, and they laugh. They go, this is not going away. Is it? I go, no. <laughs> you know, it's not something I'm willing to give up. But, but you know, sometimes you do have to just say, okay, I'm going to back off of this, or I'm going to, I'm going to, cons- I'm going to really be a great listener of what it is that they want, and then I have to deliver it in a way of what I believe is best for the firm. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't just, you know, regurgitate it back out to them. But um, so I think it's really looking at the big picture and then dicing it down and putting it into, um, I always say, to tell people to compartmentalize, to put it, to make it into components of, um, because otherwise it's so overwhelming. And so if it's overwhelming to us, it's overwhelming to the partners. And um, so I really believe that trying to compartmentalize, trying to, you know, dig down, make the messages small, that's how I believe this being strategic and then being able to show it on the other end. So if you, and you know, I am still learning about this. And uh, so if you can have a system where you can say, this is, you know, what we did, this is what we spent, this was the outcome, and you can do it in a lovely spreadsheet format that they get, um, that's what I would do. Because I, you're, you're way better if you can give it to them in a spreadsheet than you are if you can give it, then you start this narrative with them. Right, right. So what other personal skills do you feel contributes to a marketer's success in a firm? Have you ever taken Strength Finders? It's a Gallup um, assessment of where your talents are, not necessarily mm-hmm. what you're really good at, but where your talents are. Mm-hmm. I did this, and um, I've done it twice, and I really thought about that when I when you asked this question. Um and two of my strengths are, one, that I'm a maximizer, and two, that I'm an activator. And that means that I maximize opportunities. And I think that you, I, I really thought about that as a marketer, and I think that you have to be able to take even the smallest things and you have to make the most out of it. Um, and whether that is a piece, whether that's um, a blog, whether that is um, an opportunity to um, bring new business in the door, whatever that is, you have to maximize it to the very best of your ability. And then you have to activate other people. So, for instance, we have this business development forum here. I'm a big proponent of bringing young people in right from the from day one that they're here. We have a, and, and bring them into this whole business development and marketing culture. So I think you have to activate other people to understand the marketing. It can't be just the marketing department or even just the partners. I think you have to bring other people in and you have to give them some responsibility and you have to give them some opportunities 
to help you because pretty soon then you have a whole team of people that are marketers and not just the marketing staff. So Mm -hmm. if I were giving people advice, I would say to, you know, maximize what you have and to, um, and then to activate other people for your cause. Right. Okay. Because that that leads into my next question of the advice that you would have for accounting marketers. Anything in addition to that? Well, I'm going to go back to my, um, you know, I'm not dying on that hill sort of thing. I think you have to (laughs) really um, decide what is important to you um, Mm -hmm. and what you believe best fits into the firm's plan. You know, and there are some things that you're just not going, that you're not going to get. I, you know, and so you have to decide on those sorts of things. But I think you have to be persistent and you have to be consistent and, and you have to be concise. I, I tell the story that um, when I started here, I, I didn't report to the managing partner. I reported to a, a group. Oh, and that was, that was very tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, later on, I reported to um, a single partner who was not the managing partner. And when I got my review, um, he said that I was disorganized. And I, I was like, of all things, uh, my, desk, my desk is disorganized, but I really consider myself to be a very organized person. And so what it really came down to is that I would come in on Monday mornings at 7.30 when we met with an agenda, um, and I would give him a copy, but he hadn't seen it ahead of time. So it was simply by on Friday I would mail him this agenda, <laughs> and I'd be, I be I went from being a very disorganized person to a very organized person in his world. So I think marketers have to adapt to who they're working with and to understand what's important to them because that was such a simple twist, mm-hmm. and it changed the entire perception about me, so that it changed the perception about my ability. Right. Um, and I think that we have to be able to, I think we have to be able to change. I think we have to be able to figure out who we're working with because, you know, it certainly is not a one-size-fits-all. I certainly know that if I'm going to uh, work with one of the audit partners here who is very into marketing and one of the healthcare partners here also very into marketing, their reception of ideas is going to be totally different than someone, one of my partners who's working um, more in estate planning who's much more conservative in his thoughts about marketing. So I think you have to really adapt. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So what is your best piece of advice for managing partners? My best piece of advice for managing partners is um, something that makes my day. So um, I'm very lucky to work uh, for a managing partner who values what I do and respects what I do. and um, So he started this. He's been the managing partner here for two years, and um, he started a while ago saying to people, I defer to Donna. <laughs> Those are magic words, aren't they? They're magic words. And I, he <laughs> puts them in emails, and he tells people. And, uh, you know, because sometimes uh, other partners or other people like to make end runs around the marketing department. Mm-hmm. And um, he says, I defer to Donna. And, you know, that that's just so amazing. because. And then when he says that, people pretty much do that. Um, so, you know, but how do you get to that point? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you, you have to earn that respect and you have to earn that trust of those people. So, we, so it's on us 
to get to the I defer to Donna part, mm-hmm. um, we have to build that like and we have to build the trust and we have to earn the respect. Um, and I think that's harder to do for marketers than um, a CPA coming in because they understand them. That's they understand. They, you know, they went to school, they got a degree in accounting or finance or whatever, and um, it's very measurable. And they uh, they understand. So if you do a tax return correctly or an audit correctly or whatever, they get that part. Marketing is such a you know we call it a soft skill. I think it's a hard skill for um, for accountants, and so. It's this unknown sort of thing, and they don't really they don't really understand it, even though they they think they do, and it's gotten so much bigger. So I think that we have to do everything that we can to earn their trust and earn their respect, and then um, the managing partners get to that point. For the managing partners that aren't at that point, I think that they have to sit back and they really have to take a look, and they have to look at, you know. Why don't they trust their marketing person or why don't they respect them? And is it that they don't or that they won't or that they can't? I mean, there's many factors going on there. But I think that the managing partners and the partners, you know, we talk about highest and best use all the time. Best practices is a um, such a, you know, a new word, a trend in, in our industry today. And I think that managing partners have to put people in positions, whether that's technology, whether that's HR, whatever it is, they have to put people in positions that they like and they trust and they respect um, because it's so much better. It's so much better for the firm. And and for the marketers, we have to work to, to earn all of those things. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is the best way for a marketer to command that respect of a managing partner? You know, I think that we have to ask great questions. I think we have to be great listeners. And I, and I think we have to be our, our own best promoters. I think that, you know, marketers, um, you know, I, I think that probably if you put us all in a grid, we all have these, you know, similar personalities. Um, but what I have come to the conclusion of is that people don't know what you don't tell them. You know, we're so great at marketing our firms. We're so great at telling prospects what it is about our firms that would make you want to work with us. But we're not that good at doing it for ourselves. You know, I, I, I think we're good at doing it for our teams, but I don't know that we're good at doing it for ourselves. And it's, it's kind of counter-cultural to who we are, but I think that you have to tell them what you've done for them lately. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I think you have to be, you know, and you have to do it proudly, and you have to show them the results. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like my father used to say, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, and I think it's exactly like that, that you have to share with them what you've done and why it's important. Right, you know, John. In my experience, you know, you know, we both know, you know, many, many marketers, and I, I'm sure it's still true today that marketers are always busy, and there are many partners or people within a firm that see that they're busy, but they're not clear on what they're so busy about, and that I, gets back that gets back to your point of communicating what it is that you're doing, you know, how you've set those priorities. And, and what you're contributing. So there isn't a guessing game as to what the marketer is doing. 
Right. Because I, I do believe it's a guessing game because I really think this this is just not something that that is in their comfort zone for most of them. I mean, for the rainmakers it is, but for, you know, the greatest percentage of, account, of accountants, you know, they they went to school to be accountants, not to be marketers. And um, I agree. We, we run around here like crazy people, and so they think, what is she doing? You know, so I do, <laughs> I do think you have to show them and tell them, and, um, and you have to be visible. There are so many marketers, I think, who spend their lives in their offices. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I spend a lot of my time outside of my office asking questions and listening. And, you know, I come in during busy season most Saturdays um, because I think, and that has been huge for me because it made me such a team player. You know, of course, on Fridays in the summer, I'm here too. But and I'm but I'm and I'm not telling you that I work the crazy hours like the tax accountants and the auditors during mm-hmm. during busy season. But I think that one of the best things we can do for ourselves is to show that we're part of a team. And I think coming in on Saturdays or staying late and having dinner with them um, that has gone a long way to people liking me and trusting me um, mm-hmm. because they feel like I'm in the trenches with them. So I think I think being visible is just. Right. That's an excellent point. Right. Well, Donna, thank you so much for your time today. Congratulations again on being named the 2012 Marketer of the Year. We've been talking here with Donna Erbs, Marketing Director at Anders Minkler & Deal and the 2012 Marketer of the Year. Donna, thanks so much and congratulations again. Thank you. 